Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at in today's show. Show 97. The Lytro Focus-Free Digital Camera. We're giving away tickets to Gadget Show Live. Amazon Prime Instant Video Launches at a price. Light switch timers and worldwide doorbells. Plus Dragon's Den and body scanners. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. First off, it's good news and bad news for Virgin Media customers. If you're with Virgin, your broadband speeds are about to get a free boost. The maximum speed goes from 120 to 152 megabits per second. The bad news, for some, is that Virgin has become the last of the big ISPs to introduce the controversial adult content filter. Mobile World Congress in Barcelona has come to an end. The Galaxy S5 was announced, which is water-resistant with a fingerprint reader and a heart rate monitor. Also, lots of news of smartwatches and fitness trackers. One interesting development that caught our eye is the announcement of a smartphone camera system that offers better zooming by combining the images of two onboard cameras. Next, well done to the University of Liverpool. They've invented an airborne computer virus that spreads over Wi-Fi. Called Chameleon, this hops from Wi-Fi access point to Wi-Fi access point and cunningly avoids detection by antivirus software. Thanks guys, just what we need. They're probably going to start work on digital wasps next. If you have a small person in your house, note that the new Disney Movies Anywhere service has just launched, with over 400 titles. Many new Disney DVDs include a code for a free digital version, and you can use this free iOS app to include those digital movies. Next, those waiting patiently for the new Fitbit Force wearable tracker may have a longer wait. The product was launched in the US a few weeks back, and they've all just been recalled, after users have been reporting rashes and irritation from the silicon wrist strap. Next, BT has announced a new UView box. The BT UView Plus box is significantly smaller, quieter and faster than the previous version, and it's free to new BT TV customers. BT has also just added some more HD channels, Discovery, TLC, Animal Planet, British Eurosport and British Eurosport 2, meaning that BT now offers 26 HD channels over UView. Next, do you fancy a trip into space? NASA is giving you the chance to have your name etched onto a chip that will be loaded onto the OSIRIS-REx probe on its way to the Bennu comet. Over a million names made it to Mars in a similar project, so get your name registered today for a tiny piece of space history. Link on our show notes. And finally, remember this noise? Well, if you've ever wondered what Survivor's Eye of the Tiger would sound like played on a dot matrix printer, and let's face it, who hasn't, now's your chance. Check out the YouTube clip on our show notes. All together now. 
Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Just before we dive into this month's focus, a reminder that next month is Gadget Show Live in Birmingham. If you're into your tech or you're a gamer, this is definitely the place to be to get hands-on with the latest cutting-edge gadgets. Later in the show, we'll be talking more about Gadget Show Live, which is a regular event for us. This year, we want you to have some fun with us, and we've got hold of some free tickets for you. If you fancy a pair of tickets to this year's show, we have five pairs to give away that are valid for Wednesday the 9th, Thursday the 10th, or Friday the 11th of April. If you want to try and win, just drop us a text message. It's the cost of a standard SMS text. None of that premium rate stuff here, you know. Five randomly selected texts we get between now and the 14th of March will receive a pair of tickets to Birmingham's Gadget Show Live. You can text us on 07882 043 521. That's 07882 043 521. Good luck, and we look forward to seeing you there. Focus time. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Pete. Just before we started recording, we've been talking about TV programmes, haven't we? And we were just talking about uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Love that show. It has to be one of my favourites. I'm glad we agree on this, actually. It's got to be one of the first TV shows that we've both turned around and said, absolutely love it. And, of course, it's got Rachel Riley in. What more can you say? Well, that's true. I mean, I can't say that I watch it specifically for Rachel Riley, though I can understand why you would. Talking of TV shows, the show we really want to talk about is Dragon's Den. Now, did you see the show? I think it was last week. I didn't, no. One of our discoverers was on there. Oh, no way! Who? Do you remember the slouch mat? Vaguely. That was a long time ago. I think it was. I think that was me and Carl spoke to a lovely lady called Nula. It's a mouse mat that you can use on the arm of your sofa or chair or any uneven surface in your household. So instead of having to put your mouse on your arm of your sofa or the carpet or any magazine you can find in the corner of the living room, you've now got a dedicated mouse mat that you can use anywhere in your home and put it on any uneven surface. It grips and slouches, as we like to say, with it being our slouch mat, onto any surface, so you that nice, even tracking surface for your mouse. Well, she was on... Unfortunately, she didn't get the investment. But nonetheless, two years ago, we discovered Nula and the uh, slouch mat and Dragon's Den finally playing catch up. Yeah, I can't believe they were so far behind. Well, amazingly, the following week's Dragon's Den had another product that we reviewed two years ago, the Energy Egg. So uh, it was invented by this guy, Brian, who has three young daughters. And he was forever telling them to turn off things after they finished using them. And they never did it. And he got tired of telling them to do it. So he thought, why don't I just get something that will do it automatically? And so he did what any of us would have done and invented something. And the rest is history. So it's essentially a motion sensor that can tell when you're out of the room. The egg timer that you pointed out there can be set to between five minutes and half an hour. And when it detects a room is empty and that timer runs down, it will turn off anything connected to it. So that's two You Heard It Here Firsts from FrequencyCast. And talking of Gadget Show Live, this year's show isn't that far away, the 9th to the 13th of April. Kelly, are you going this year? Well, I think I should pay a visit. Are you? Uh, Is that a date? You can certainly take me for dinner afterwards. Talking of Gadget Show, it's all changed for the next series, of course. Oh, go on. Well, Pollyanna Woodward... Oh, I see a sad face. She's gone, has she? Yep, she's decided to step down from Gadget Show and uh, the next series will have a slightly different lineup. It's got good old Jason, your mate. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's got Rachel Riley, of course. Of course, your face is now brightened again. And Otis is back. He's been off it for about two series now, but he's back. And, of course, John Bentley. And, of course, we'll see them all live at Gadget Show Live in Birmingham from the 9th to the 13th. Well, it'll certainly be interesting. You never know, I might be able to get a little nudge in for the female lead. Shall we have a word? Wouldn't you miss me? Yes, I would. I'm coming with you, though. Ah, okay, okay. Hi, I'm Jason Bradbury from uh, The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Sticking with Gadget Show Live, at the Christmas show we met a couple of exhibitors and we haven't actually got round to playing you their interviews yet. The uh, The first product relates to the uh, good old doorbell. Now, Kelly, when I went round to visit you the other day, your doorbell was a little bit inoperative. What's going on there? It's still inoperative. I think it has been since we moved in, to be honest. What's your problem with doorbells? No, I'd quite like a doorbell that works. At some point I will get round to having a doorbell. You know, you know they're not exactly high-tech, you know. You can just go out and buy one and stick it on the thing and it works it's not complicated i don't even think i need that i think i literally just need new batteries it's just one of those things that is forever on the list that never gets ticked off the plus one goes at the top and you just plug them in thanks very much pete i I still don't think i'm in need of a smart bell well the smart bell is a rather interesting product it allows you to answer your doorbell from anywhere in the world so that's quite a range and uh, we spoke to richard from smart bell to find out more Well, SmartBell is an intelligent doorbell. It means that you can pre-program it with your mobile telephone number. If somebody comes to your front door, you can then talk to them via your mobile telephone. You can be on holiday in Mozambique or wherever, and you can talk to the person at your front door. It's also a great security product, which means you don't have to open your front door. And just to explain what we're looking at here, there's a doorbell unit that actually sticks on the front of the door, connected to a uh, a control unit with an antenna on. Presumably this has a a SIM card in, is that right? Yeah, it's got a SIM card in here. Average calls, if you get five people coming to your door a week, it works out to about £15 a year. So uh, from the moment you hit the doorbell to the phone ringing, what kind of delay time are we talking? It's the same as a mobile telephone. So if you, it's about, it's between 8 and 12 seconds. So uh, what kind of price are we looking at for the smart bell? We're doing a special at the show at 120. It's normally 129. And we've also got the Chroma version, which plays 12 different tunes. I can play some of those two if you'd like to. Oh yeah, go on then, let's hear a tune. Well, we're certainly impressed, aren't we, Kelly? I really like it. I'd like to not have to get up and just answer my door. It'd be quite luxurious. Are you going to buy your mum one, Kelly? I think my mum would be a little bit upset if I was trying to control her door. But I actually think she'd love it because my mum does not get up to answer the door. She actually leaves her back door open so that people could just wander in. Not good, Kelly. Not good. So, uh, Richard, where can they get hold of one of these? If they go onto the website, smartbellrevolution.com. So there you go, the smart bell answer your front door from anywhere in the world. Another product we saw at Gadget Show Live was a security product. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm out for the evening, I tend to leave some lights on. Yeah, I do, actually. If you're out for longer than an evening, though, what do you do? Do you have any little timers for lights? No, I mean, no. So so basically, that's a no, is it? (laughs) Well, I turned into that man from Vicar of Dibley. No, 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 no. Look, don't avoid the question. Do you leave a light on or not? Um, I usually leave a light on, but not for any longer than, than one evening. 
Well, if you are slightly more security conscious than Kelly and you do want to leave a light on, of course, what you normally have to do is get some kind of lamp thing and plug it into one of these little mains timers. But we found a company called Switched On Products who really go some way to solving this problem, don't they? Yes, they do, actually. And what it does is it clips over your existing wall light sockets to turn your wall lights on. And to find out more, we spoke to Naeem from Switched On Products. We've uh, created and invented the first timer which fits over your existing light switch which doesn't require any wiring to install. And this is what I've seen before. I've seen switches in places like Homebase and B&Q where you have to dismantle a light switch and put in your own timers. But this thing, you loosen the existing switch, drop the unit in. You just need to loosen the screws on your existing light switch and install the cradle. Once you've got the cradle in place, you can then control the switch using the control unit. This is the clever bit, is if you take the control unit off, you've basically got some slidey little switches in there. It's a simple control wheel which is battery operated. That's what makes it easy to, to operate the, the one, two or three gang light switch. So when you're away on holiday or working late, it just means you can program your lights to come on and off when you're not there. So helping to save energy and keep your home nice and safe. How would it save us energy? Police always do advise to leave lights on before you go out. So at least this way you can program your existing lights to come on and off. And it's the only timer which works with any light bulb, whether they're energy savings or LED light bulbs. Okay, so easy to install, uses your existing light switches, no dangerous mucking about with electronics to worry about. Uh, what kind of price point are we looking at for these? So these are being launched at $27.99, available on our website. So it's competitively priced, still cheaper than some of the permanent light switch timers that you'd have to install and offers many ad additional features. Wonderful, and if someone wants to find one of these, where would they go? So the product's called Light Switch Timer, and surprisingly the website's lightswitchtimer.co.uk. So there you go, Kelly, no excuse for not leaving a light on when you go out. Yes, 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 I get it, I get it. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. And the next thing to talk about on today's show is courtesy of good old Peter Howav, one of our favourite listeners, who got in touch to send us a link to a rather unusual camera. And this is called the... Lytro. Very nice little camera. comes in different colours. It's about 11 centimetres long. And what does it look like to you? You know you used to get those perspex things that you'd look in at a seaside? That's what it looks like. A kaleidoscope. Yeah, you're not far off. It's a sort of a square kaleidoscope. It's actually a digital camera, but it's a rather clever one. Now, unfortunately, dear listener, this is radio, and this doesn't really translate very well, but we're going to look at some of the photos that this thing has taken. Now, the clever bit here, okay, you've got a little model of the Eiffel Tower there, okay? Okay. And what's that in the background of the photo there? Well, I'm not too sure. It looks like some buildings. Yeah, it's a slightly out of focus something. Now, if you tap on the photo, what happens now? Oh, now you can actually see the actual Eiffel Tower. Now, this is rather clever. Basically, the camera takes one photo and it captures the entire light field all in one photo. And you sort out the focusing later. Rather than a standard digital that just takes a 2D photo, this is actually capturing everything. So if you click here on the tree, you see the tree comes into focus and the tower in the background goes slightly out of focus. Yeah, I can see that. You can even click on the clouds and you see the clouds go sharply into focus and the foreground object doesn't. Okay. It is the kind of thing that has to be seen to be believed. So uh, what I would suggest is you have a look at the Lytro website. There'll be a link up on the show notes today. But it is a stunning way of taking pictures. The beauty of this is you go out, you snap something, 
and you can deal with the focus later. And there's special uh, apps for smartphones, PCs, tablets, all sorts of other things. So there you go. Thank you very much, Peter, for sending that our way. Uh, it uh, uses something called perspective shift as well. So you can hold the image down and drag it, and you can see things moving around in the background a little bit. So it's very, very clever. Definitely worth a look. These have been out in the professional market for quite a while, but it's only just hit the consumer market. They're not cheap, though, are they, Kelly? No, £400 if you want to get your hands on one of these. Before long, it's probably going to end up on our mobile phones anyway. Thank you very much, Pete. And you will find more about that up on our show notes. Okay, do you Amazon, Kelly? I do, yeah. Everyone Amazons, don't they? Well, I think so. I do think it has become one of those things now that is in everybody's lives. At the time of recording, in a day's time... Amazon is about to enter the online TV and video and film market in quite a clever way. Okay, go on. Now, when you order on Amazon, what's your normal postage and packing kind of arrangements? Um, Well, I'm quite good, actually, because I'm very organised. So I tend to get my things ahead of time, do the standard delivery. By the standard delivery, do you mean the sort of three working days one or the free one? The three working days. You don't go for the Amazon free stuff then? Because if you're really organised and do it a week in advance you get stuff for free. The majority of the time I manage that, but I don't think it's that expensive to do the three to five if I'm late. Have you ever considered using Prime? You must see these little Prime logos. Do you, uh, have you ever considered signing up? No, it kept flashing up at me over Christmas. Again, I was really ahead, so there was no need really for me to use it. Well, I was pretty anti it as well. I don't like paying for anything I don't have to. But I signed up at Christmas for their 30-day free trial. And basically, you get everything to your door next day for free. Well, that's probably good for someone like you who would leave everything to last minute. What's quite clever as well, have you got a Kindle? I have. The beauty of this is with Prime, you can borrow half a million titles. Okay. Any titles? Not any title. But some of the ones I've wanted, they're slightly more obscure texts and they tend to be free. But you can get free books on Amazon anyway. Not as many as this, and this is a loan service. But what has got clever is the Prime Instant Video service from Amazon will have launched. Now, that gives you 15,000 movies and TV episodes and unlimited streaming. Okay, and are they your choice? Again, you don't get the latest and the greatest, but you do get a lot of TV series that are quite good. The Walking Dead Series 1, for a start, I need to rewatch that. Not really my cup of tea. Well, Downton Abbey's on there if you're interested. No. (laughs) There's 15,000 shows. I'm sure you'll find something that you're into there. But the beauty there is you can watch on your TV, on your games console, on your mobile device, on your Kindle Fire, on streaming players, all sorts of things. And again, 15,000 items, plus all the Kindle books, plus free next day delivery, actually makes this Prime thing worth a look. Am I tempting you yet? Yes, you are, because I think... If you're going to use it, £50 a year isn't really very much at all. I reserve judgment on what's actually available. Just a quick update on Amazon Prime. Since we first looked at this a couple of days back, the service has now launched and we've heard the bad news. Prime's price will go from £49 a year up to £79 a year, an extra £30. And that's upset an awful lot of people, those that want cheap delivery but not the video content service. Amazon's pointed out that the price of £79 is still cheaper than Prime Plus Love Film Instant, but that's angered a lot of people who'll see a 60% price increase. 
If you're into content online, then Prime is still worth a look, but we're seeing lots of online comments from people who'll be cancelling Prime at renewal time in disgust for being forced to pay for a service they don't want. Got a comment on Amazon Prime? Get in touch. Yes, do. What's up? This is Otis from The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK's TV and tech podcast. Enjoy. Now, Kelly, can I scan you? Why? You'll find out in a minute. I wanted to talk about my app of the month, which is a rather clever little app. And this came about because of someone I was doing some work with a couple of weeks ago. I asked them to send me some wording to go up on a website. And what they did was they typed it up, took a photo of it and emailed me the photo. Now, it was a bit of a nightmare because I had to then retype it to go up on the website. That sounds very bizarre. It was, and it reminded me that on my smartphone, I have an app called Doc Scanner that is basically optical character recognition. So what I could do is print out the photo, take a photo of the photo, and convert the photo to text. So it was a bit of a faff, but thanks to this free app, I could actually get the content of a photo converted to text and uploaded. Well, that's quite impressive, actually. Let's just give it a go. Just hold up our little show notes there for me. Okay, and it's now letting me do a crop of the text, so I can drag to the body of the text there. Hit next, view document, OCR, and it takes a couple of seconds. Are you impressed yet? Um, well, I'm not too sure what it's doing yet. So it's analysing a photo. It's about 90% done. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And there is the text. So it's converted the text on that piece of paper to text I can actually edit. I am quite impressed with that, actually. And a little icon in the top right-hand corner. I can email it as text, stick it on Evernote, or open it in the notepad. Actually, that would come in handy for a lot of people on a day-to-day basis. The subject of scanning was on the news this morning. I was watching BBC News 24, and they were talking about scanning apps on smartphones. And I thought they were going to be talking about this optical character recognition, but they were actually talking about a 3D body scanner. Like you get in airports. Exactly like that, but on the iPhone. Okay. Right, should we give this a go? Uh, uh, go on. Right, I have this little app here. Right, just uh, just uh, I'm going to step back a little bit from you there. Right, just stand up against the wall there for me. Okay. Right, smile. Okay, now what this scanner will do is analyse you and just check that you're not concealing anything you shouldn't be. And uh, there you go show anything that is ridiculous now the reason this was in the news is uh this was something that the advertising standards authority picked up on in the middle of a hollyoaks ad break there was an ad for the nude 3d scanner which takes your photo and uh, lets you see what you're wearing underneath your clothes and it's been banned by the asa of course it isn't actually seeing through your clothing what it's doing is just superimposing your head on somebody else's body But uh, yes, it's been done by the ASA. How sad is that? I mean, I think it sounds like a pretty pointless app anyway. How is an app going to know if a woman's wearing Spanx, for example? Well, look look on the back of my smartphone. You can see a little x-ray sensor there. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's how it can tell. It is only a laugh, but evidently the ASA don't think so. Well, no, but also as well, you see how much abuse there is with online video content, photos. If you take a picture of somebody randomly in a bar and start uploading them, looking like it's in them in their underwear at the same time, there's actually quite a lot that can go wrong again with an app like this. 
do you know, somehow I thought you were going to uh, be negative about this one. One day I'm going to find something dodgy like this that you're going to be a fan of. I'm sure one day you will find a really, really dodgy app that I just adore. I'll keep looking. And listeners, if you can think of something that's slightly on the dodgy side that our Kelly might not be quite so prudish about, do let us know. Yeah, please do let us know, actually. I'm, I'm quite intrigued to find out what it is that would tip me over the edge. Okay, and while you're composing your emails to Kelly, one final thing to mention in today's show is the amateur radio news we'd like to report. A new TV show has launched all about amateur radio. It's got a rather clever name. TX Factor. The TX Factor for transmission. I think that's brilliant. Three guys are running it, Bob, Mike and Chris, and they've been all over the place. They've been at the Marconi Centre looking at the first signals that went transatlantic, SOTA, which is where you climb up mountains and send signals, and the Norman Lockyer Observatory Radio Group with their repeaters. So if you're into your amateur radio stuff, a new TV show has just launched. It's up on YouTube and it's well worth a look. Not enough girls in it for our liking though, eh, Kelly? Not one. And of course, you are the ultimate amateur radio girl, aren't you? According to YouTube, anyway. <laughs> yeah, according to YouTube. Well, we went out to do a rally a little while ago and the YouTube clip went up. And looking at the comments on the YouTube feed, uh, we had one in from Phil Bridges. Hello, Phil, G6DLG. And uh, what did he say? <laughs> I haven't seen this one. This is brilliant. Um, so is this what the lovely Kelly looks like in real life? If so, 88s. And what does 88s mean? Love and kisses. And the other one really got me. This was from Original Pickaxe in the YouTube comments. Go on, Kelly. Oh, this is brilliant. This actually made my week, I think. Stone me. What have we got here? Miss UK Amateur Radio 2013. That's the best looking bit of totty I've ever seen at a radio rally. There you go. So that was last year's Kempton Rally, which explains the 2013 reference there. So, Kelly, a nice bit of totty for amateur radio. I'd quite like to see who the other contenders were for Miss Amateur Radio 2013. Maybe original pickaxe had one of those new 3D scanners. You never know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Or to be honest, you guys are so up with your tech, you could have just created a whole new woman. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time for your feedback and your questions. And who's first, Kelly? The first one's from John Tyndall. He says, Are you aware of any problems with a power line adapter interfering with DSL connectivity? We just purchased a power line adapter which causes the DSL modem to drop its connection after about five minutes and the power line adapter must be disconnected to restore service. Well, that's a rather unusual one. I must admit I haven't heard of that one before, but power line adapters do generate RF radio signals which can cause interference to things like radio receivers and other electronic equipment. Now, it could be that the signal is upsetting the router, although, as I say, I've not heard of this happening before. What you might want to do is try and watch the router to see if it's actually a power reset or it's just causing the line to drop. Experiment with moving the router and perhaps tidy your wiring as well as those cables could be picking up the interference. And if you're listening and you've got some ideas on how to address this, please get in touch. Web Dude is back with a comment on the last show. I have to respond to Roger Rowe regarding the use of broadband data with IPTV. Plusnet charges some of the lower prices for fibre and broadband and their unlimited data allowance prices are again some of the cheapest. 
Yeah, so in the last show, Roger was talking about the fact that it costs a lot of money to watch all your TV online, and WebDude is suggesting a shift to PlusNet. He also goes on to say that as Roger has a Samsung Note 2, he might want to look at shifting to the three SIM-only one plan to get a better data deal on his mobile as well as PlusNet for the landline. The full email and some links are up on our show notes. And staying with the last show, Ian Coxall has this to say on the subject of life login. I do wonder sometimes if you spend your day, nay, your life logging and recording all that you do, just when is it proposed that you would ever find time to watch it all again? Not to mention the daily login activity that you would not want recorded. Well, there you go. You've got 12 hours of the day. So you go out and you get your life log for 12 hours. You can spend the next 12 hours watching it all back again. Nothing wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with it, isn't there? I have to say, I saw the life login on an episode of NCIS the other day and it actually helped them solve the crime, would you believe? There you go. Oh, ye of little face. It's the only time I can see it potentially being worthwhile. There you go. I told you it was a good idea. You wouldn't have it, but there you go. Ian also goes on to talk about Windows XP and the fact that the support ends in April. Because of that, Ian is looking to update to Windows 7. He says, having browsed through Amazon and eBay, it seems there is a plethora of choice to be considered and he wants some advice. Well, our advice, unless you're into home networking and you've got lots of PCs, is to go with Windows 7 Home Premium. If you can, get the 64-bit version if your PC has at least 4 gig of RAM or more, and indeed a CPU that supports 64-bit OSs. There's a handy link up on our show notes that explains the differences between Windows 7. And of course, if you can, go for the upgrade version, because it's a lot cheaper. What are you? Are you a Windows 7 person, Windows 8? Well, I've been upgraded to Windows 8. How are you getting on with it? It came at a very stressful time, where I was in the middle of a lot of documents and did not need to go through the upheaval of learning Windows 8. And having that constant panic of having lost all of your work constantly because of the different screens. But the more I'm getting used to it, it doesn't bother me anymore. But I think I would still opt for 7. I want to go back to XP, that just works. I'm surprised you don't want to go back to typewriter. I'll have you know I'm cutting edge, I am, <laughs> honest. Anyway, there you go. Thank you very much for all your feedback for this show. Do please keep your emails, your Facebook messages, and, of course, your YouTube comments about Kelly. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is... 0208 or you can send us a text on 07882-043-521. And it's just the cost of a standard text, so please do make our day. And as always, you can send us an email via the Contact Us button on our site. We'll see you on the next show. It's goodbye from her. And goodbye from him. Frequency Cast. Shut down in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast. Shut down in progress.